0: You're listening to the Homegrown Faith podcast. I'm Joe Clark, and I'm chatting with my fellow pastor and friend Richard Sweatman about God, the Bible, and life lived, growing our faith in Jesus. This podcast is coming to you from Hunter Bible Church in Newcastle.
1: Joe Clark. Good afternoon to you today. How are you going?
0: I am well, thank you, Richard. I'm very well, and um, I've talked to a few people since we um, recorded the podcast about old enough about. Old Enough,
1: Oh, yeah. and yep. I
0: see that today we're going to talk about old enough in real life. Is that
1: right? <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs>
0: um,
1: what have you we been doing? Have, <laughs> oh, something very exciting happened uh, yesterday. I okay. thought I was encouraged by old enough to think, oh, why don't I you know, encourage my boys to do more than what I think they can? And so um, they're in need of haircuts. They've been nagging me for haircuts. I've offered to just buzz cut them with some dog clippers or something, but they're <laughs> not interested in that. Um and so I said, all right, I think you're old enough to do this by yourself. And so um, the, this, this is what happened. I ran through it all with them, but this is what happened. They, uh, Alex, on his peas now, drove the car to school with, with yep. Andy. Um, then after school, they met somewhere and drove to Charlestown Square, about a 15-minute drive. Nice. Found a park there. Yep. Got out of the car into the center, totally disorientated. They've never had to navigate this one before. <laughs> Found one of those touch screens, you know, dot 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 here's where you go kind of things. <laughs> Made it to the hairdresser and ask, I said, walk in, make eye contact, so they know you're there, and then they'll call you over to the chair when it's time. Ask for, you know, uh, number four around the back and sides, tidy up on the top. That's that's that's, that's what you man. call it. Yep, Standard man, man description. The men will understand you. Um and then pay them the money with their card, which I'll reimburse. And I had a little loyalty card thing I gave them to stamp for a, for a discount in a few haircuts nice. time. Nice. And um, find your way home. And um, you know, I, I, while this was going on, I had no idea was it happening. I was waiting. You know, would I get a text? <laughs> I'm lost, or something like that, or <laughs> there's been a haircut disaster. <laughs> they but did a
0: number one all sure, over.
1: <laughs> sure enough, they arrived home with haircuts. Success. All right. <laughs> So um, I was so excited and then I asked about what happened and there was even an an old enough style um, interlude in in between because (laughs) on the way home they decided to detour off to Coles to buy some salted peanuts and a chocolate bar. (laughs) And and then they got semi-lost in uh, finding their way from Coles so they needed to collaborate to find their way back to the car. Um, so, so
0: distracted the, by the, the yummy food on
1: the way home. Exactly. If the cameras were following them, like in old enough, and the, the commentator would be saying, what, "What's happening here? The children have deviated from the from the route back to the car,
0: back home." Yes.
1: So um, that
0: is hilarious. I'm a so TV, proud of them. A reality TV show has inspired real life.
1: In in real life. So um, yeah. Uh, from, <sighs> uh, I think from now on, I'll be looking for the next opportunity. How far can yes. I take this?
0: Uh, <laughs> how far can I take this? Next minute, Alex and Andy doing your grocery shop every week.
1: Yes, that's <laughs> right. <They'll>, uh, something, <sighs> something like that. So, um,
0: Did they uh, report enjoying a... this res- responsibility slash freedom? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah,
1: yeah. They were comfortable with it, a little nervous about how to interact with the ha- hairdresser and things like that, but... Um, uh no they did did really well very proud of them i think yeah huh. it was a good experience so uh, thank you obscure japanese <laughs> reality show
0: <laughs> so, oh yeah. i'm so excited this is so great
1: that's my story but oh. uh yeah joe how about you what's uh what um, have you been growing in wisdom uh learning things <laughs> well, in a fun way
0: okay so It was kind of one of these moments where I happened to talk about something after I'd done something, which explained why I'd done it. You know, those moments where you, yeah, anyway. Mm -hmm. So, a few weeks ago, I realized that though I really value, like all clerks in my family, we value being informed by the news. Mm -hmm. And so, I would regularly check in on the ABC, Mm -hmm. Sydney Morning Herald, and to a lesser degree, The Australian. Yes. And I would try to read, sometimes just jump over to BBC, very rarely jump over to Al Jazeera, just to hear what's going on. Yeah. But I found myself realizing that I was doing that quite often and it was having an emotional effect on me. And yeah. I was getting sad and just sort of feeling for the state of the world a lot. Yeah. And yeah. thinking, Oh, Jesus return or wouldn't it, you know, deliver is Christ to die is gain, but I would love to go to heaven. That kind of thinking. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, though I value this, I'm going to take a break. So I blocked all my news things because I knew that I wouldn't have enough self-control to just stop the habit by itself. I needed something to – because I'd still put it in even now, weeks later. I'll still type in ABC in a moment. Yeah. So I decided to block these um, web pages and then enjoyed this two weeks of feeling absolutely at peace and confronted by how many times I used to check the news. Yeah, wow. I know. But then – I talked to someone who described what I was doing as doom scrolling and I was like, hey, <laughs> yes. what now? And so yeah. she sent me an article, which I'll put on the links to our podcast, and I'll just read it. The art of doom scrolling, spinning continuously through bad news despite its depressing and disheartening effects. That's what they described it as. And I thought, yeah. yep, that's exactly what I was doing. Yeah. And the, the article goes on to say, and this was very confronting, doom scrolling is essentially an avoidance technique used to cope with anxiety so, wherever you are vulnerable to anxiety, doom scrolling can be an unhealthy coping mechanism. Recognize <laughs> the root of your interest in bad news or an overinvestment in the opinions of others may result from being, result in a feeling of vulnerable or help being vulnerable, helpless or overwhelmed. And I was like, "Whoa, that's me!" Oh, and actually wow. yeah. the article goes on to say it's an unhealthy coping mechanism, and then it draws out the one that I do. Here it is: Brace yourself, this one. Let's say you're feeling stressed out at work and you disengage from your tasks to pick up your phone and doom scroll, insert, read the news. Once you catch that compulsive behavior, check in with yourself and ask what it is you're thinking and feeling. And I've realized that that's what I was doing. I was reading the news not to be informed but mm. instead to distract and mm. kind of soothe but it actually just perpetuated the feeling of worry.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I have enjoyed cool. a few weeks of wonderful just – trying to pray and think lovely thoughts more yeah, um, yeah. when I'm feeling stressed. And I report this all because I thought Doom Scrolling was just reading bad news, but instead mm. it's more than that.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: And I'm feeling deeply relieved that I now know that. Oh, that's so helpful.
1: Now mm. I'm very curious here, how did you actually block a, a website on your phone?
0: Oh, well on my phone there are like these content restrictions. So I, I'm only choosing to block myself. I could switch it off any any moment. Mm. Like it's I believe in internal disipl- discipline. Um, but you can just go to your content restrictions settings in the screen time section. You know how for screen time it tells you how you've been using your phone? In yeah, there, it yeah. has content restrictions. You just add the web pages you don't want to look at. Uh, you can oh. also put in there that you don't want to have explicit web pages there, which is just great to do. It yeah, doesn't accidentally pop up or anything. Yeah, and then good. on my computer, I do- downloaded a little. Um, addition like an add-on to extension to chrome which is called block site it was just a free little thing and i just Mm. listed the web pages i don't want to look at and it's it surprised me how often i'll just in a moment where i've just (laughs) checked my emails and felt a little stressed i'll type in sydney morning herald and then it's blocked and i'll be like oh it has this picture of a dog and i'm like oh it's the dog again
1: (laughs) (laughs) The dog. is is the dog a happy dog or an accusing dog
0: i'm not really sure but i'll do it Oh, it's a sad dog. It's a sad, sad <laughs> dog. I just did it. It's a sad little puggy looking thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, saying, Joe, don't, don't be distracted <laughs> don't with scroll. me. Go, go <laughs> think some good thoughts about
0: God. That's exactly right. Good on you, dog. Okay. So check out the link if you're interested. Um, it will be enlightening if you've been yeah. a scroller.
1: Oh, that's mm. very helpful. I'm going to look into that as well. Mm. But um, speaking of uh, yep, thinking good thoughts about God and yes. his word, um, yeah, what have you been reading, Joe?
0: Well, I had a moment of Bible meets real life today, which I thought was super-duper fun. So I'm into Proverbs now following my chronological Bible reading.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Proverbs 6 say, is sort of engaging f- for a little while about um, work ethic, I would say. yeah, yeah. Um, And it says in verse 6, Go to the ant, you slacker, observe its ways and become wise. Without leader, administrator, or ruler, it prepares its provisions in summer. It gathers its food during harvest. Mm. How long will you stay in bed, you slacker? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, Mm. and your poverty will come like a robber, your need Mm. like a bandit. (laughs) So I was reading that, and then I thought, go to the ant. And it's beautiful and sunny outside my house and a little cold inside. So Mm. I went outside and looked at some ants. (laughs) And it actually was nice to just think, oh, yeah, look how busy they are. And (laughs) I don't know if they're actually finding food because they all look wildly confused and not really like they're picking up much at all. But I think they probably are doing something. And that just made me think, that's right, without leader or administrator or ruler, it's at work doing what it's meant to do. And I think that's kind of what the comment of the proverb is, just just do the work work set before you, that's part of your creation reality. Yeah, And so that was enjoyable.
1: <laughs> I like there the way you it are. says actually uh, go to the ant. It, it actually ins- invites you to get out of your chair and yeah, that's right. physically go. and you know, Ants are not hard to find. You know, no. I,
0: I had a moment where I was like, where will I find ants? And I thought, <laughs> that's a silly question. Just walk out your front door into the lovely northern sun. So I walked out, found some little tiny ones. They weren't yeah, the big yeah. scary. They were the little tiny ones. Yeah, yeah. Had a look at them. And then I thought, am I a slacker? Because, you know, it's like, go yeah. to the ant, you slacker. And it's good for me to ask that question because I can sometimes come off the boil in yeah, terms yeah. of diligence. And yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it was helpful for me. I definitely thought, I don't want to be – I want to be like this ant. It's it, it's to be working hard. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. I love um, you are in – got the discipline of um, – Chronological Bible reading, bringing in the Proverbs. Uh, yeah. and you've got the your humility to to see it applying to you and, and to actually obey it. And then it's been um yeah, it's been helpful. So
0: it was a nice mo- little moment. It was a uh, yeah, it was brief but enjoyable. Nice
1: connection with your doom scrolling story as well. So yeah.
0: Yeah. Just going yeah. outside and having a look at the sun like having a look at this ant made me think, Oh, <laughs> I don't want to waste my time reading the news. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's anyway. great. And what about you, brother? You've been reading a book, no doubt. Uh,
1: yes, <laughs> I have. Yes, I picked this one up um, cheaply from the bookstore. Um, uh, it's by uh, it's called by Marcus Lone, who was a, a um, an archbishop, I think, in um, Sydney. Yes. Um, I went to college with his uh, grandson, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and he's written a book called Cambridge and the Evangelical Succession, Ooh. Uh, which is – Cambridge is the place in England, which is quite famous for some um, – for, for certain people and the evangelical succession is the idea of here's some great evangelicals some gospel bible believing kind of mm. christian teachers who mm. kind of came one after another and and um passed on a, a good tradition so mm. um and i've really enjoyed the the first character he talks about is a guy called william grimshaw who wasn't bang on living in cambridge but not too far away and influenced um some of the guys that came after him and uh he was the um a pastor or a vicar at um, a little village called Hayworth in West Yorkshire, so wild, cold north country, and um, great um, Bible teacher, loves the gospel, Um, but the thing that really caught me, and this is what I love about church history, you often pick up interesting things, Um, he uh, used to physically round up people and get them into church (laughs) before the sermon.
0: Wow. I'll, uh,
1: I'll re- read a quote from uh, Marcus Loan, and he writes in quite a kind of vivid way. Um, he says the most famous story of all is told on the authority of John Newton, that's the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. John Newton. It paints um, uh, Grimshaw's zeal against Sunday desecration with a background which we love to recall with a sense with a pleasant sense of pleasant humour. There were four alehouses within a stone's throw of the church, and he knew that the men of the parish were more often there than in their place for worship. Thus, thus he himself would leave the church during the psalm prior to the sermon, and would go out to round up the idlers at street corners or in the alehouses. One of the six bylaws for the town of Kidderminster in the days of Baxter required the church wardens to leave the church as soon as the second lesson was read and to search the taverns for absentees and loiterers.
0: <laughs> the <motor> is. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: I, uh, I was just, uh, I love that um, loved that d- description. Oh, it's so good, I'll just read a page over about, this is another description. He said, while the congregation sang the last psalm before the time for the sermon, his robes were laid aside and he went out to round up the stragglers. The black bull would soon be empty, that's the name of a pub, <laughs> and then he would return to take his place in an old-fashioned three-decker pulpit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just love that because it would never have occurred to me. I'm a, uh, you know, and it, it, is ha- it is actually I haven't gone around to the pubs before church, but um, there's, uh, there there aren't any within a stone's throw of our of our no. church venues. <laughs> um, but I I have thought to, I have at least once texted someone who wasn't at church who I expected to be at church, saying, "Hey, are you on your way? Or where are you?" Um, yeah, yeah. I I think there's room or space for like a modern-day version of the roundup of the taverns of absentees and loiterers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I definitely agree. And it's so interesting you say that because I am immediately thinking of our friend Gordon from church. Mm. And he described at one point, someone had texted him as the the growth group leader saying, I'm not coming tonight, and, and didn't give a reason. So, for instance, wasn't sick. Mm. So, Gordon immediately calls him and says, hey, I reckon you'd have a great time tonight. I think you should still come. Why don't you change your mind and come?
1: <laughs> the person
0: changed their mind and came to Growth Group. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> and I listened to him and I thought, that's bold, Gordon. That's really bold. But actually just really pastoral because he mm. called because he cared and he said, I think you'll have a good time. Like I think you should yeah. still come. And it was encouraging. About, yeah, one so, of our
1: dear sisters at New EPM um, used to do that when she was a Growth Group leader. Um, wow, I was encouraged by her on that. So, there's a noble tradition of rounding up, um, rounding up stragglers, Your um, church members <laughs> for the church. So, I think, yeah, the takeaway here: if you're feeling feeling a little timid or you want some encouragement, why not give this a go? Um, yeah. Send someone a text if you don't see them at church or growth group, or give yeah. them a call. Or and uh, um, yeah, we might not have William Grimshaw's style; we might be a little more polite, but. <laughs> I think there's something to learn from church history here, Joe.
0: Yeah. We don't have to cast off any robes and return to a a three-decker pulpit. (laughs) Three-decker pulpit. Although
1: some of our our listeners may have one in their churches.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. But um, there we go. Yeah, that's a great encouragement, Richard. I love that. And taking the history, the story, and saying, oh, but we can still be, um, let them be an example to us. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm. Well, it's been good to talk. It's been good to Mm -hmm. talk about... (laughs) enough old enough in real life successful haircuts mm-hmm. what what could come next is the question mm. um, doom scrolling the, the ant in proverbs and encouragement not to be a slacker and Marcus Sloan's book yeah um, yeah and I, I guess as you talk about we talk about church we would we were talking about church earlier. What yeah. would we I guess want to encourage our listeners, Richard? Do you think? Well,
1: that's right. Don't don't watch out for William Grimshaw. He, he might come and <laughs> come and round you up. Um, <laughs> we do love church, and mm. especially in these post-COVID times, to be able to gather together physically. Mm. Um, yeah, learn from God's word, sing mm. His praises, pray mm. along with other people, encourage each other. Um, we'd uh, yeah, if uh, if you're enjoying things about this podcast, um, yeah. Love to encourage you to to come to church and um, encourage others along with that yeah, as well. So
0: yeah, yeah, Ugh.
1: that's where we'll. Uh, but that's where we'll leave it today, I think, Joe. So
0: yeah, love it. All right, well, we'll talk. Um, actually, we're having a few weeks of break.
1: We are. Uh, we'll be accumulating lots of stories, I'm sure, to share <laughs> when we uh, talk again. So, yeah, we'll uh, be back in a few weeks.
0: Sounds good. See ya.
1: Bye.